we were asked to create a new segment called seven questions so the first topic we're going to cover is going to be the cryptocurrency which I've been asked on numerous occasions to address even though we've discussed it on Legacy7University.com as well as our Instagram page and Facebook page so we're here to give a little bit more information on it question number one what are cryptos or what is a cryptocurrency simply put it's a uh, simply a digital currency it's used to buy goods and services the records of transactions are kept in a ledger on a computerized database that uses cryptography in order to secure the transactions second question what is the blockchain the blockchain is just a list of records which are stacked or linked one to the other using the same cryptography the ledger or the blockchain contains all the information of that particular transaction who sent it where it was sent to the date the time the amount of coins and all this information is time stamped once it's added to the blockchain no one has the ability to alter that information that's just one of the many benefits of using the cryptocurrency and that's why it's really really popular Question number three, what is a Bitcoin or an altcoin? Bitcoin is the most popular because it was the first cryptocurrency. It was created in 2009 by, I don't know if you want to say it was a group or a single person named Satoshi Nakamoto. Now, when you break down a Bitcoin into smaller parts like you break down a dollar into cents that's the same way a bitcoin can be broken down into satoshis and there's a certain number of satoshis equals one bitcoin the same as there's a hundred pennies in one dollar now the reason that said it was created was to not so much to circumvent but to go along with or to step away from the centralized banking system of the American dollar and the Federal Reserve, which we all know is not even owned or governed by the United States government. It's, a, it's owned by private citizens. Long story, that's a whole nother topic. And that's the benefit of Bitcoin because no one controls it. There's not one sole person or entity that controls all the Bitcoin and especially not the Federal Reserve or a central bank the transactions are verified by other members in the network through nodes or better known as master nodes through the same cryptography the Bitcoins are created through a reward from mining so I'm sure you've seen online, especially over in China and over in the Far East, they have mining farms with thousands and thousands and thousands of miners that actually create the Bitcoin. But one of the benefits of Bitcoin is that it's in a limited amount. It's no infinite amount like we do with the American dollar. We continue to, if we need more, we just print more. Once Bitcoin is, hits its cap, that's it. There will be no more. 
And also, like I was stating earlier, there's 100 million Satoshis in one Bitcoin in comparison to 100 cents in each American dollar. And also, there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin created. That's it. No more. So like again, like I was stating, the American dollar, they can continually, continually and continually make as much as they need whenever they need it in any denomination that they need it. All right. Next question. Number four. What is a digital wallet? A digital wallet is a software system that securely stores the user's info and their passwords for their cryptocurrency. You can pay from wallet to wallet, send money, receive money from the wallet in a secure manner. Now, the benefit of the wallet is to store your coins because you really don't want to be storing your coins on the exchange. It's always a safety issue. If that particular exchange shuts down, then you don't have access to your coins. It's it's really here or there because technically, as long as you have your keys, which we're going to discuss in another question, you can locate your coins that's why the last thing you want to do is misplace them now when it comes to the wallets they're what they're calling a hot wallet and a cold wallet and then you have the exchange the exchange is like coinbase or binance a hot wallet is a wallet that is still on the internet which is a good example would be an exodus wallet or an exodus eden wallet a cold wallet is totally off the internet and it's the most secure it's almost like having a data stick or the little mini hard drive that you can carry around in your pocket and you have all your coins with you at all times and this ties directly into question number five of how do you store your coins like I said some people purchase the coins and their or their cryptocurrency and they leave them on the exchange which provides easy access when it's time to swap a coin or to purchase coins or to sell and like I was stating you have the hot wallet the hot wallet is the most secure excuse me is the second most secure after the exchange or after the cold wallet now the wallet has what they call keys you have a public key and a private key the public key is what is shown to the public pretty good way to say it or is what is used to lock it when you send it to somebody else so if I wanted you to send me some coins I'm gonna send you that public key you're gonna put that public key into your wallet and you're gonna use that as the send address now what I have is my private key on my end I have my private key and that's used to unlock those coins when they come to me in order for me to receive it so that's how that works so that's why it is imperative that you never give anyone your private keys and you always want to store them in the most secure place in your home in your safe in your safety deposit box wherever you feel is the safest and you're going to be able to sleep at night because have you seen in the local news there's a guy that lost his keys to his wallet and it has 220 million dollars in bitcoin in it and he can't access it because he doesn't know where the damn keys are and you complain about losing your car keys or your house keys, 
he is out of $220 million. And that's at today's $35,000 Bitcoin. Wait till Bitcoin hits $100,000 or $500,000 or a million dollars a coin. And then you, you really, he's really, really going to feel it at that point. Question number six is, how do you research a particular crypto? This is interesting because there's so many different ways that this can be done. One way you can go, of course, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, especially Twitter or Discord, Telegram. There's lots of crypto groups out there. There's probably one for each and every coin. Discord was really, really popular back in 2017. That's what me and my son was using because back then when we first got into it, we were writing articles for Medium and for Reddit on particular coins and we were even running masternodes. Um, that's going to be a whole nother topic there as well because there's mining and then there's masternodes. And okay, another way that you can research it is going to be on that particular coin site. If it's Ethereum, you can look up ethereum.io. Most of the cryptocurrencies end in IO instead of .com. You can also look at CoinMarketCap or CoinMarketCal.com and you can find all kind of information on that particular coin. Then you also want to research when you find a particular coin that you're interested in, you also want to look at items like their white paper. The white paper is like a regular business on the outside of their business plan. What, what, is the, what is their purpose? Um, what is the function of the coin? Which is really important. You want to purchase a coin that has a function or, you know, you just don't want a coin just, oh, it looks nice. Like the Dogecoin is one of those types of coins. It really doesn't serve a purpose like Ethereum, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Polkadot, or one of those types of coins like that. And you also can search different events. There's cryptocurrency conferences held around the world, especially here throughout the United States throughout the year. Well, now they're probably going to be virtual, but you can still attend those. And as well, you can look on the different exchanges. Now, there's lots of exchanges out here that's um, available to you to do your research. In the, and well, I'm just going to go over the top five. Binance by far is the largest one out there. Bitfinex, Kraken, Bitstamp, and Coinbase rounds up the top five. Now it's time for the good stuff. I know everybody wanna know how do they purchase their cryptos and get in the game and stop standing on the side because this is gonna be one of the few opportunities this year to get in to the cryptos and get on the train and it's going to make some people millionaires so what you need to do first thing you're going to do is go to one of the exchanges one of those five that i named bitfinex bitstamp binance or coinbase coinbase is probably one of the biggest ones here in the united states so you go to the site you're going to create your account the first thing you're going to do is verify your id because of the cryptos being so new and and not really regulated, they're gonna know what they call KYC, know your customer. So you're gonna have to do some verification of your identification, your social, you may have to put your driver's license or your passport in to verify that. Once you're verified, 
then you can fund your account. You can attach your debit card, credit card, or your bank account in order to put funds in there. And those funds are going to be used to purchase your coins. So at that point, you can purchase whatever coins you want. Now, there's different ways to do this, do this because if you're on Coinbase, all the exchanges don't house all the coins. As of today, there are over 8,300 coins out there. And if Coinbase don't even have all the coins, Bitbinance.us does not have all the coins. So you're going to have to search through the different exchanges in order to find the coins that you want. So you purchase your coins. Say you wanted to get Polkadot and Coinbase doesn't actually offer Polkadot. So what you would have to do is purchase your Bitcoin or Ethereum on Coinbase, transfer it to another exchange, which is a good example would be Crypto.com. I can do it right through the telephone, move it to Crypto.com. Once it's received there at Crypto.com, I can do what they call a swap on exchange. I can exchange the Bitcoin or the Ethereum for those um, Polkadot coins that I wanted. Then once I get them there, I would transport them out of there into my external wallet, whether it's the hot wallet like Eden or the cold wallet like a ledger or something like that, that I could actually have in my physical possession. And that's pretty much it. It's not that hard to purchase them and to store them. Now it's just a matter of you taking some time, go to Legacy7University.com, get the Bitcoin for Beginners book and do your research. By increasing your knowledge, you decrease the risk. And of course, with any kind of investment, no matter what it is, real estate or anything, there's always going to be some risk. But your goal is always going to be to minimize it. And the more you're educated on it, the better return and the better opportunity you're going to have to have a good experience. So look everywhere you can, read what you can. And like I said, the biggest thing is find a coin that you like that has a particular function that you see is going to be out. The example is Ripple. Ripple makes transactions of sending money across the country and across the world really, really fast. Western Union uses them. The banks are switching from the SWIFT system to them. So you look at it like this. It is a good analogy. If it used to take 10 minutes to do a bank transaction, you can do it in 10 seconds with the Ripple coin or the XRP coin. So find you a good coin with a great functionality and, and get in the game. And also you have to remember that you don't have to buy a full Bitcoin, which is at $35,000 a coin. You can buy a few Satoshis. You can buy $1 worth of Bitcoin and then buy a few coins once a week or every time you get paid. Just get a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and it's going to add up over time. And there's just so many things going on in the cryptocurrency space. Now there's what they call stable coins and the stable coins are pretty much tied to the U.S. dollar. And it gives you the ability to make money by just staking your coins. And staking your coins are just getting them and leaving them in your wallet. Not moving them around, not buying and selling them. They just sit there. And like I was telling my son earlier today, I compare that to buying a dividend stock. So I can buy Cardona coin, which is ADA, that's their symbol, and stake it in the wallet and earn almost 6%. APY and your percent per year on that one coin just by leaving it sitting in there and doing nothing with it. So then these are 
you earn the coins every 30 days there. So if I have a certain amount of coins like I have in there now, I can't remember the, the amount, but at the end of the month, I, I'll earn 13 additional coins. So it's almost in comparison to a dividend stock, which would give me the ability to sell just the dividends that I receive instead of having to sell the stock in order to get some money out. That's the greatest thing they could have came up with. That's the kind of coins you want because now you're talking about residual income or passive income, however you want to phrase it. So there's all kind of different things and you can do with the coins. And the biggest thing, you just have to get in the game. Stop sitting on the sideline. Get in the game. Don't be afraid. Like I say, you never want to invest money that you you can't afford to lose so that's why you do it in increments turn off the damn netflix turn off the damn disney plus stop eating out take this money invest a little bit of that invest in your knowledge even if you have to take a udemy course or youtube university or like i was saying go to my website legacy7university.com and read up on the bitcoin there's too much information out there for you not to be in the game you are going to miss out on one of the biggest opportunities available maybe even in your lifetime to change your financial future as well as your family's financial legacy this is it i've went actually past my seven minutes so (laughs) that's going to be something here anyways thank you for your time thank you for listening and we will see you in seven